and welcome to Media Plus from the Mac Observer where we look at Apple and its role in the world of digital media and I'm very excited that today I'm joined by Tom Webster who's a Senior Vice President at Edison Research and one of the let's let's not beat around the bush here. He's one of the world's leading experts on audio, on digital audio, and the podcast industry, and that kind of field. His research is, you know, hugely respected by so many in the industry, and I'm delighted he's here. Hi, Tom. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me, Charlotte. Good to hear from you. I'm I'm really pleased that that Tom is here because not only is he interested to discuss. Apple and podcasts anyway, given how fundamental they are or are perceived to be in that world and how, you know, in its, in so many ways, podcast was Apple's entry into the world of digital media. But because in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of rumors that Apple is going to launch a subscription paid for that kind of service for uh, for podcasts, we've all jokingly named it Podcast Plus, uh, named after everything else. Um, and I really wanted to get Tom's perspective on it, really. First of all, what's your, is this a thing we should be looking out for, Tom? Do you think it's likely? Well, I don't know if it's likely or not. And I, I'll just say up front that Apple is a client. So, I, you know, there are certainly some things I can, I can say and can't say, although Apple, uh, the addition of some kind of a subscription product like this is not within my purview. So I have, I have no idea, but uh, let's assume that they do. I've, I've heard some of the same rumors uh, that you have. And I think it's sort of an interesting thought exercise, Charlotte, because so much of what Apple has done in the past with content is, is to sort of, you know, take a, take a 30% haircut, right. For access to access to the market. Right. Um, you know, they had, you know, it's, it, music is now, of course, not a, a closed market and there's various walled gardens with, you know, Spotify and yes. Amazon and Google and, and so on. Certainly the app market is its own dog and they've taken their own haircut from that. Uh, but, but, you know, podcasts are interestingly different in that, you know, the, the ability to get a podcast is pretty ubiquitous, right? And, you know, for... Well, as this show proves on, they'll let anyone do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and any podcast that I'm on, I think, is is sort of a disqualifier. Yours accepted. Um, but, you know, the, the, the fact that you can get a podcast anywhere and, you know, most people listen to podcasts uh, not on Apple players and not on like certainly Apple is the plurality of the market, but they're not the majority anymore like they used to be. I mean, there are simply more podcasts to listen to on all of the other platforms, right? So it, it, in a sense, there's not a, a market that they are necessarily granting access to. And instead, they're looking for something, uh, you know, if these rumors are true, kind of Patreon-esque, right? To, to allow you to, to put a little tax on your content and then they take a tax on your tax, I guess, uh, if, if I'm understanding it correctly. But I, I, I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion that it, that it works for them because like I said, it's, it's a very different proposition than, you know, taking 30% off the top to gain access to the app store. Yeah, it's a good point because Apple has really never directly charged for podcasts. Obviously if it's a paid for, um, podcast app you know the alternatives you're describing there's not the direct apple play, podcast player uh, an, an overcast things like that things that have a prescription premium 
level, uh, Apple obviously takes its cut of that in the way it takes from any other app. But if you listen to a podcast in the podcast app, Apple, as far as I'm aware, is really not taking any money out of that pool, is it? No, they're not at all. Right. Uh, and, and they never have, right? Exactly. Now. I, I, and I think it's an interesting... Yeah, go ahead, No, Charlie. no, please. Uh, well, what's kind of interesting about this is there's what Apple hopes will happen, I suspect, and then there's what what users are going to do, mm. and the listener is always in control. I mean, I think what Apple hopes will happen is that because this provides, because uh, you know Apple's going to nail the software and the experience. They're very good at that. Yeah, although um, I, I had Ben Smith on on the uh, earlier episode of this show, and he we were discussing at one point whether Apple's podcast app is actually the best podcast app. He was a, he was very much in Team Overcast, as I recall. Uh, you know, look, we all have our preferences, right. and uh, I you know, tend the longer to use you've the, been... uh, the just standalone, uh, you know, built-in uh, Apple podcast app as it happens. Yeah, I think the longer you've been listening to podcasts, the more likely it is you you use an Apple branded player, mm. whether that's the podcast app or uh, or you know, podcast on the desktop. Uh, the newer you are to podcasting, the more likely you are to use Google and Spotify sure. and things like that. So. They, you know, they, their their market share as a as a client for podcast uh, has has eroded over time. Um, but what I, what I was starting to say is, I think their hope, I suppose, is that people will see that you know this is an easy way, uh, a potentially seamless and friction free way through the just the Apple payment system to be able to earn a little you know earn a little uh, a, a few shillings, I guess, for their content, uh, and so that they will encourage people to get their podcast from Apple. That's one way to look at it. Um, that's also, I think, a dangerous way to look at it because, again, the users make all of these decisions. Mm-hmm. The listeners make all of these decisions. And if the listener enjoys listening to the show on Spotify, the listener is going to listen to the show on Spotify and and not necessarily change that behavior. So then the question, I think, becomes if the podcast producer is sort of you know hell-bent on I would like to have an easy way, an easy transactional way for people to support the show that sort of has to live off of Apple if they want to access all of the potential audience they could have, right? Yeah, I I think there's another element in there as well. And I'm pleased you mentioned Spotify because, as you know better than anyone, Spotify has put a huge amount of money in original podcasting, thinking that will be as good a you know a differentiator as much as anything else, and the reason why people choose to have a Spotify subscription as opposed to an alternative music service, sign up to an alternative music service. My, uh, do you think Apple could go in that direction, where they'll sign up creators, podcasters exclusively for their platform? I think it's I think it's possible. I mean, they're doing it in video, right? I mean, exactly. Apple TV has done it in video. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't try to they have access, they have credibility, um, you know, but as as in video and as in music, uh they're you know, they're not uh they're not playing from the lead position, right? You know, Spotify yeah. is globally uh gigantic in music. Um, and in the United States, actually, Pandora is is very close to them. So, uh, and I, I know you don't have Pandora in the UK, but you know, Spotify and Pandora yeah. are very neck and neck here in the states. Um, and in television, you know, uh, the majority of Americans are already subscribing to Netflix, uh, Hulu, and 
getting on to a majority or have are having even a third subscription to you know Disney Plus or, yeah. or something like that. So eventually, subscription fatigue is is going to hit. And I can I could tell you as someone who probably like millions of people around the world, when it became very clear last year that you know we were going into quarantine and the pandemic was going to impact everybody's spending. You know, we we did a little family media audit and we cut out some of those extra subscriptions. So that's interesting. I went the opposite way. I was like, well, I'm not going out for dinner. I'm not going to concerts. I'm not going to the cinema. I'm going to have all the streaming services. But I suspect more people were like you than like me. Um, And you the date i mean there's i've seen to write a story every week about how apple tv plus is trailing it's even behind peacock a story i wrote so apple as you say is coming to these we certainly came to tv uh, from behind uh, i'm not so sure it's in the same place for podcasts just because for me with the ipod and the iphone apple is so closely associated with podcasting and i do think that could give it an advantage well, I think they they absolutely have a, a built-in significant percentage of the market. And like I said, it may not be a majority, but it's still a plurality, right? It's still the largest single chunk uh, in terms of, of the of the podcast market. So uh, absolutely, they have to be taken seriously. And But I will say one thing, though, that's slightly different about all of this uh, and that I find slightly worrying if, if these rumors do, in fact, end up being true. Um, you would expect to pay for Netflix. You would expect to pay yes. for a lot of these services and people don't expect to pay for a podcast. And I can tell you that, you know, with all the research that we have done with both podcast listeners, but also people who don't listen to podcasts, one of the primary reasons why people who are familiar with the term, but don't listen to podcasts give us is because they think they cost money. Really? And, That's fascinating. And, yes. Well, and it's something that I think if you've been in podcasting a long time, you're sort of deaf, dumb, and blind to it. Uh, and that is the fact that we continually use the terminology subscribe. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I, I pay for things I subscribe to. I subscribe to the newspaper. I subscribe to a magazine. I subscribe to the the Fruit of the Month Club. I subscribe to Netflix and Hulu. Um, and but podcasting you subscribe I've, and I've, I've always thought that terminology fights with us a little bit. Uh, and I think we have spent, you know, 15 years convincing at least half of the population that subscribing in podcasts does not mean you pay for it. Yes. Uh, and now there's the potential for, uh, you know, one of the large players in podcasting to come forward and say, Oh no, actually it does mean you pay for it. Uh, and that's problematic in some ways, but also it's, it's actually, perhaps even more problematic than even that initial problem in that you are paying for some podcasts because lots of shows you'll be able to get for free still one assumes that podcast plus if that's what it ever comes to be will be uh you know shows commissioned by apple whereas all the other podcasts that you normally listen to week by week will will still remain you assume free so it definitely does muddy the water doesn't it it does and i think it it is then incumbent upon you know you, you look you've got three classes of podcaster that this could potentially affect you've got the uh you know let's let's call them big podcasting right uh the nprs of the world the wonders of the world and you know how this is going to sit with them 
is one thing. And then at the very opposite end, you've got the independent creators who have small audiences. And, you know, some of them may think, all right, this is a good idea. I'm going to put my show behind a paywall and make a couple of dollars from it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, and, because and you the, don't think people work- will part with their cash for it. Well, that's, yeah, you run into that risk. And, and I, I think what it's going to end up doing, if you want to go down that road, it's going to be incumbent upon you to, to double your output, right? To have one that's available free and then something that's worth paying for that's, that's behind a paywall. Um, because I, I can tell you this with certainty, and I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with Howard Stern, for example. Howard Stern. Oh, on Sirius um, XM. He's on Sirius XM, but he used to be on syndicated broadcast radio uh you know one of the most listened to morning shows or breakfast shows as you call them uh that might well have been just a little bit before my time just a well let's assume a skosh Um, (laughs) but but he went from a gigantic audience to getting a payday with Sirius and getting a lot of money but a much smaller audience and when he did that uh i would argue howard stern fell out of everyday conversation and if you don't have a built-in audience like Howard did, and you and you put this sort of paywall on your show uh, at, at you know at at some gestation point in your show, uh, you're not going to get distribution. People aren't going to do it, and and so I think you you either need to uh, you know like I said, double your output and have a free version that is essentially an ad for the paid version, which is a whole different mindset and business model for so many podcasters, or it's just not going to work. It's yeah, well, you're kind of getting into substack for pod audio territory at that point aren't you a little bit yeah and and even substack gives you you know you, you can still access the content for free it's just not you know i can you know i can read someone's latest newsletter for free if i want to um well if they make if they choose talking, to make it for free yeah if they yeah but but again you are talking about something that people are used to getting for free yes um yes and and then telling them they can't get it. Well, I think you're going to find out exactly how much people will pay for a podcast if you do that. Uh, and for the vast majority of podcasts, I think it, it remains not much. I, for uh, Just looking at how Apple does media and services, and we've seen already that now TV Plus, the free extension, is extended to basically July. No one's going to pay until July for a TV Plus, which I find kind of fascinating that they and i've discussed it in other places the way they've rolled out the bundles and tv plus but don't seem to have synced it all um i think that the way podcasts might be done paid for podcasts or extra audio content that you pay for from apple i suspect at least initially it's going to be associated with tv plus we've already seen that john stewart when Josh Stewart signed a deal, it looked to me like that there was talk that he's going to do a podcast that that is associated with the Apple TV Plus show. It it just seems like that, and or this podcast plus service would be built into perhaps the premium tier of the bundle to encourage more people to take that up. That seems to be the way Apple would do it, to my mind that it would be at least associated with another service or you get music and podcast plus for a certain amount, that kind of thing. Well, and then you're starting to run into the the model of Amazon prime, right? Yeah. I mean, mean, Amazon wants to be your, your everything. And they've certainly made a, you know, pushed in a lot of chips into audio. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, but Audible Amazon and is the like. Exactly. Yeah. And, and even their own podcasts. So they're, you know, they're, they're, they've pushed in their chips in a big way in both audio and video. Um, and I, I think the, the, you know, the TV plus angle is an interesting one, especially when you look at how popular, um, you know, things like HBO's uh, Chernobyl podcast, right. and the, you know, the Westworld podcasts and things like that. Uh, there's, there's big money and huge hey, audience I, I've used the- TV analysis. Yeah, I've used the lockdown in the UK to go back through the West Wing and listen to the the West Wing weekly podcast again. 100%. And I think Apple has the ability and the wherewithal to to pull that off in a big way. The question is, can they extract more value from consumers for doing that? And I'm I'm not saying they can't, um, but, but it's a different kind of uphill climb with podcasts because, again, I can listen to my podcasts anywhere I want right now for free. So if you're going to change that behavior, is that behavior going to be universal or is it going to be only on Apple? Uh, And are you going to ask people to change their behavior who don't use Apple in order to support their favorite shows? I don't know. Yeah. And is this another thing that you will get free if you buy an iPhone? You know, you get this content because you've got an iPhone. The one thing we can be certain is if Apple wanted to invest in talent in the way you've described uh, Howard Stern moving to Sirius XM. We can be sure after the, the recent round of results, Apple is likely to have the spare change hanging around the sofa to, to bring in some big name people. It did it with TV Plus. You've still got Oprah. I mean, the, the list is huge, the, the big names that Apple is involved with in TV Plus. So you imagine it would try and do that uh, in podcasts, in subscription podcasting as well. Yeah, you would think, and it, it's kind of interesting to me that they they really sat out the, you know, I, I would call it the end of round one of the major acquisitions and consolidations in the podcast space, because uh, you know certainly an entity like Wondery or an entity like Stitcher Midroll would have been a good target for them to buy. Um, well, there was because a, building is going to be harder. Yeah, there was a story, wasn't there, for a bit that Apple was involved with Wondery before it went off to App- Amazon. Did- in the end, I think Apple gets mentioned in every story yeah, that's probably true. because they have more money than anybody, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I don't know how serious that was. But I, I can tell you that good, great audio content. And I think if you're Apple and you're going to invest in content, it must be great audio content. It is very, very difficult and rare and hard to do and not sustainable. And uh, there's no guarantee you can build it out. And so I've made this point in other in other forums. Uh, it, given a choice between building and buying, if I saw an entity out there that had a demonstrable, sustainable competence in creating great audio content, I'd have snapped them up. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if that's really part of Apple's strategy or not. Yeah, well, it, as you say, it hasn't been to the mo- at the moment. I think the what perhaps you'll know better than me, but the way I saw the wonders, rumors, and stories presented. It seemed to me relatively serious in the sense that, but that, you know, that was back in in the end, you know, in the end, Amazon swooped in and, as you say, is taking its audio offerings very, very seriously from now Wondery Podcast. It's got Audible on board. It has all those things. And obviously it has Prime Video, which has original. So if it wanted to do the kind of shows we're talking about that, um, for its originals, it could do so. So Apple will certainly be uh, going into a 
a competitive market, wouldn't it? If it was trying to get people's ears as well as their eyeballs uh, with its media offerings. And the, I guess the one thing that you could worry about is actually, will I, will we lose something by Apple getting into this market? Will actually it take away the access to some of the shows we like? We'll get stuff that's not that great or original or exciting back I mean, for me, I've mentioned the West Wing Weekly because I enjoy that show, both the podcast and the actual TV show. But there aren't that many TV programs I would watch and then listen to a podcast about. I think if Apple were going to do an original podcast, it would have to be a bit more in depth than just that. Well, you also have to look at the fact that the podcast market is really, really fragmented in terms of the shows. I mean, there are a few quote unquote hits Mm. Um, but in terms of the volume that says, all right, if you sign this podcast, you are guaranteed to bring X number of users over to your exclusive platform. That's a really, really short list, right? That's why Spotify made that deal with Joe Rogan. I was just about to say, there's not that many there's, Joe Rogans out there. There's not that many. In fact, there's exactly one Joe right. Rogan. I mean, he's, he has the top podcast in the United States in terms of reach, and it's not close. Uh, and, and once you get beyond even the top 10, it starts to get really, really fragmented in terms of, all right, if I sign this person, uh, I'll be able to get people to pay X amount for a service. I think you saw that with Luminary. Uh, you know, Luminary had a whole slate of, of podcasts that were sign upable for a flat for a flat rate. And I, I think the jury's, you know, the jury's out on that one. Um, so in terms of paying for individual shows, uh, even at a dollar I think people think about it. You know what I mean? People think about it with games now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, 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 the way that people make money in the, in the app market with games is to give them away, but uh, have purchasable items within the, within the game itself. Right. And so maybe there's an angle there for podcasters as well, where they, they, they get into the market somehow, but the actual cost of getting the, the podcast is, is free, but there's something else that, that can be upsold. Uh, but then at, at, at that point, it, it's sort of a different financial model. Yeah, it's go it's going to be fascinating to watch if this plays out and how it plays out. I, I can definitely see some offshoot podcasts for Apple TV Plus shows. It will just be whether we we go beyond that. Um, and so, just to actually to round up, if we're having this conversation in six months and then a year's time, will there be a podcast plus service that I can pay for? Do you think? And will it be tied into bundles? In fact, you know, I I couldn't say, uh, and I and I I think there's still some bundling to do without a brand new yeah. unreleased product that we're speculating about. Um, so I just, I, I, I really couldn't say, and I, I think Apple's still consolidating all of that stuff. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, we'll certainly be uh, following your research. You've got a sub stack as well. I believe I've subscribed to that. So that will be worth, uh, that's worth following if you're interested in this kind of conversation, but generally Tom, where can we keep up with you and your work? Uh, so professionally, edisonresearch.com is where we put out our, our studies on podcasting. Uh, my Substack is at tomwebster.substack.com. It's called I Hear Things, and it's about uh, the world of audio. Thank you. And I'm on Twitter at Webby2001. Very good. And I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter. You can, of course, follow me over at themaconserver.com. I do hope you will subscribe for free.
to this show in your in your podcast app and uh join me next week 